Hey y'all, welcome to the call up. My name is Sean Kelly. Um, we haven't done one of these in a long time. Uh, I'm sorry about that. It's been life's been crazy. Um, but this is a, a really great way to get this going again, and I promise to do more um, as much as I can. And because I really love doing these, and I think that uh, it's it's a really good way to kind of get some interesting conversations out there. So I'm gonna keep doing them as much as, much as I can. Um, but this is a great way to kind of get it going again. This is our Savannah Stopover Fest um, local spotlight, I guess, if you want to call it. Um, this, I, we just thought this would be a really cool way of kind of spotlighting some of the local bands that are playing um, as as many as we possibly can. Um, at Stopover this year, if you don't know Stopover, the headliners include Deer Hunter, uh, you know, Lucy Dacus, Susto, The Joy Formidable, uh, a lot of great bands um, as some of the top tier bands, but there's also a lot of great local bands playing too, um, as there are every year at Stopover. And um, it's such a great thing for this city. And uh, I'm just glad that we could talk to some of them um, and showcase some of their music. So we're going to kind of get that going now. Um, first up, we have Barrow Barrow. They're a really incredible duo that um, both of them are kind of mainstays in the in, in the scene here and in, in other bands over the years, but this is sort of their uh, probably newer project. Um, and it's really cool. It's really different. It's um, just really kind of in, inventive um, stuff. And so uh, we talked to Veronica from, from the band and, um, you know, she had a lot of really cool things to say, a lot of great things to say about kind of their origins and their writing process and stuff like that, and uh, of course about Stopover and the impact that it's having on Savannah. So uh, here's my interview with Veronica from Barrow Barrow on the call up. So tell me about because I I mean this this band is I it's it's very unique like musically for I think our area and and a lot of just traditionally what comes out of Savannah. Um, tell me about how you guys started and and. Um, you know, how this project kind of got off the ground and how you landed on like what you, what you guys do. Sure. Um, I met David about four years ago at this point. Um, he came out to uh, our old band. We met playing in another band called Street Clothes. Mm-hmm. And um, we played in that band for three years together. Um, and we, uh, we really clicked musically and, um, we shared a lot of the same uh, style, background stuff that we were into in the past. And as far as the kind of working on arranging and writing in the band, he and I would branch off and work on uh, ideas together. Um, and uh, so we were used to working alone um, as a duo already. Yeah. And we also played in a bunch of other you know, side projects as well. I mean, Street Clothes was our main band, but we, you know, people would hire us to be in their backing bands and whatnot. Mm. So we just played a lot of shows and rehearsed a lot of music together and then wrote music together. So um, uh, about a, a little over a year ago, I, I decided I wanted to focus on writing my own music. Um, and so I, I had never really written all on my computer before electronic stuff yeah so uh i got a new synth and that i was having fun with so i just started writing and um was in the studio 
really quickly. Uh, we recorded four tracks before we ever played our first live show. Wow. Um, so our first live show was a year ago, uh, like this week, a year ago, um, February 17th, 2018. Um, and we released our e- first EP. And then basically we just wanted to focus on um, putting our music out there because our prior band, we didn't really do uh, much touring and we both David and I really wanted to make it a main goal to tour um, so in our first year we played um, we p- played in about 30 different cities on the east wow. coast um, in the midwest yeah for a first year band, yeah that's, that's amazing yeah um, what 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 was that like um, kind of touring a new project like um, was it was it intimidating at all or was it like what what was um or was it just straight up like this is really exciting this is kind of new and uncharted territory like what was it like to sort of go to all these places and do this entirely new thing it was really fun um we got a really great reception everywhere we went pretty much um and like you said our style isn't really um you know it's a little unique to the savannah area yeah uh so i think our style uh, is more there are more bands like us in some of the other places we've gone to yeah i was going to ask like what cities do you think it it sort of was there a particular place like was new york a place where like it went over well or what, what yeah new york yeah. boston dc uh chicago um up in uh minneapolis yeah yeah um but i mean when we were down in florida too we got we got a really good response as well Mm -hmm. Uh, that was our most recent run that we did was in january we uh played down in florida um so so yeah uh and that that kind of was it was encouraging for us to keep going uh because there were definitely a lot of people we met a lot of their bands too that that uh we're similar vibe that you know we can definitely when we go back we'll be playing shows with and we already have gone back to some of the cities as well right so. yeah mm-hmm. what what were some of the influences like i mean because you, you, know, you sort of mentioned like um you know getting a new synth and like that sort of because i mean and i know from from experience like when you when you have an opportunity like that when it's a new synth or whatever like it's like oh i'm writing on this thing that just it feels different and everything sounds different and it kind of opens up possibilities but like were there artists that you were sort of like I, I want to do this sort of thing like were you listening to a lot of like electronic music or, or, or what were some of the influences well my influences are really eclectic I've listened to a lot of different things as most people have at this point yeah. but um definitely just gravitate towards things that have a groove that are you know dancey or sexy um mysterious yeah yeah um and just you know kind of working with wanting to get that kind of sound yeah i mean i could hear like um i for for some reason i i kept hearing like roxy music like brian ferry kind of roxy music stuff sort of the 80s sort of dance synth kind of dance stuff um but yeah it seemed like there was some sort of modern elements too um and and yeah it it was just kind of a very sort of cool blend of things that i thought were really cool but 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 the groove thing is something that i i sort of picked up on was that like right away was like if we're going to do this it it has to have that sort of rhythmic element to it was that sort of a, a like a very kind of 
um, early thing, like thing that you decided to sort of do with this project? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've just always really loved um, like funky, groovy yeah. bass lines, you know? And yeah. so, I mean, I play a little bit of bass, but you know, not that great at it so (laughs) you know I was like oh I can come up with cool stuff on the synth do synth bass and I don't I don't need a bass player or anybody to do it for me I can write my own bass lines that I can't play as well on the bass I can play them well on a keyboard so yeah yeah so So, because like in our other band uh, Street Clothes our our second album I played bass on it mm -hmm. um but I mean, you know, I had to do a lot of takes and stuff in the studio because I'm not the greatest bassist. Right, um, right. But that's where I kind of started wanting to do more of that. Yeah. Because um, our second album, uh, David and I did a lot of the arranging and um, orchestration mm-hmm. and, you know, just bringing Andy, the lead singer, his initial ideas, you know, we brought them to life. Um and so I wanted to do more of that. And yeah. so that's kind of where that came from as well. Yeah. And it's cool that when you, especially when it's a new project, it's, it's nice to feel like you can sort of stretch a little bit and like try new things and try different things and experiment with instruments that you might not normally play and stuff like that. So that, that, that's cool that you kind of felt that freedom. What was the writing process like when you first started writing? Like, do you start, is it, is it something that you sort of build in, in, kind of a studio setting or do you come in when you record you come in with sort of fleshed out songs like how does that work for y'all yeah I mean we've only recorded six songs yeah. even though you know we have many more songs in our set um but yeah I mean I basically wrote most of the music at home on my computer and then when I first did it I thought that I would be re-recording some of these things live mm-hmm. but Peter our engineer uh, Peter Maverick Georges. He used to run Dollhouse Studios here yeah. in Savannah. Uh, he moved to Atlanta. But um, I thought he would tell me that they were bad. And <laughs> he was like, no, we can use these. These are great. And I mean, I did have to fix a couple of them, but I fixed them at home because, yeah. you know, I didn't realize that they were going to be on the recording. So I might have had a couple little spots that were sloppy mm-hmm. that I, you know. So mostly in the studio, uh, we recorded percussion drum well the drum kit david's part but then we added other percussion parts on top and gotcha. peter played guitar on some of the tracks and um yeah so a lot of it is fleshed out at home and then yeah. as far as the writing process the first ep and um, was you know i just basically wrote everything even even the drum parts mm-hmm. and then as we moved forward david and i started writing more together yeah and he's writing now writing his own drum parts um i was just kind of like in a headspace where i wanted to work alone for a little while when i started it sure so yeah so now we've been writing together and um that's not to say i still won't do some stuff work alone because it's really a lot easier sometimes when you're working in this style of music and you're trying to layer all the parts you know yeah it's easier just to not have somebody else Especially when you have it in your head and you can yeah. sort of just kind of knock it out. Yeah. 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 So. Um, so let's talk a little bit about like kind of the, the sort of local music community because I've been here a few years, but I haven't admittedly been very much part of the, you know, I was touring a lot and that sort of thing and got married and things. Just a lot of stuff happened. Just haven't really had an opportunity to really like be part of the, you know, music scene 
for lack of a better term, like since, oh, it's, it's, aside from the past six months or so since I've been to the paper. So like as somebody who's been a part of it for a while, how, how have you seen it like grow? Do you think stopover is, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's really helped sort of put us on the map a little bit more and, and maybe grow the sort of fostering of local music and things like that by having local bands be a part of it. Um, how have you seen the growth happen in terms of, like, you know, music in Savannah in general? That's a tough question because different people give you different answers. Yeah. Um, there's some people that are really negative about the music scene here. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Stopover is concerned, I think Stopover is an awesome weekend that is an opportunity to uh, see a lot of bands that normally wouldn't come through Savannah. Mm-hmm. Um, as as far as putting Savannah on the map, I don't know if it's doing that, um, but I know that at least those of us who live here get a weekend of you know just great musicianship that we normally don't get to see. Yeah, um, there's not a lot of places for touring bands to play we're kind of off the beaten path. Like it's hard to get here. Um, you know, we just get skipped a lot. So it's really cool that all these bands are here in one weekend. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, hopefully, you know, they'll be inspired to return. But as far as I don't think it's necessarily growing the scene. Um, is it just changing? You think it's just sort of or, or do you think it's one I mean, of those I'm things? seeing just that specific element, like the festival right, itself. Right, right. I don't know. You know, I think it's like slowly but yeah. surely like putting us on the map yeah. as, as a cool city. But as far as the scene as a whole, I do know that a lot of great musicians that come through here or start out here move on to other cities because yeah. they just don't feel like there is enough opportunities mm-hmm. for original music here. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have agree with that. There's yeah. only a few uh, venues that uh, really push original music. Right. So it's really difficult. Um, so do you think we need, I mean, is that is that a good kind of starting point in terms of like really cultivating more of uh, a, an audience and a, and a environment for music and like original music? Is it, is it more venues? Is it more artist friendly venues? Like. Uh, it's probably a complicated question and it's probably like, you well, said, I mean, it's a supply answers. and demand thing, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, this is a touristy place yeah. and people, a lot of the people out at the out and about at bars and whatnot are tourists who aren't invested in the community. So mm-hmm. they just want some background music while sure. they drink beer and eat a hot dog or whatever. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, and having a local original music scene, uh, requires investment from the community and um, I think that just one small faction of the community actually really cares about it yeah. so yeah so that makes it difficult yeah yeah well but it, it, I think that could be the same could be said unfortunately for a lot of different places and mm, true know, kind of yeah. around the country too with where there are a lot of amazing artists but the scene itself and the city itself is it's hard to you know really grow the or cultivate that and provide a kind of a bigger environment for that. But true, um, and then you have the other extreme where you have extremely large cities like New York. Yeah. Or, you know, that there's so many musicians oversaturated. That, yeah, that yeah. no one comes to their shows because yeah. like every there's they have five friends that have a show that night 
and are they, you know, and so there's no guarantee that you'll have more people out. Right. Or the Even only slot more you have is the 1 a.m. slot at Arlene's Grocery or yeah. something. And it's like nobody's going to come to that on a yeah. Thursday night or something. Even yeah. though, you know, socially, you know, New York is known for caring about the arts and ca- yeah. caring about creativity and originality. But there's a lot of competition. Yep. So it's, you know, yep. it's kind of like you need that happy medium. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next for you guys? Just continuing to put out music, writing, recording, playing, all that kind of stuff? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to um, go back in the studio. We've got some new stuff, so that, that'll be coming up in the next few months or so, and yeah. then, um, you know, keep touring, more touring, and uh, promoting our latest vinyl. We just released uh, in January on House of Strut Records in conjunction with uh, Erica Cobb-Jarman, um, she has a label she started and we're her third release. Um, so we released that in um, January. We've been touring it. We're going to keep touring it to sell those records. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, we have records, vinyl for sale. If anyone's interested and they can just look us up online and uh, order it online or come to one of our shows, come yeah. to Stopover and buy one from us. <laughs> Awesome. And your stopover date is? Uh, March 9th, uh, Saturday night at Club One at 9.30. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much for taking the time and coming here and joining me. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And here's a song from Barrow Barrow um, before we go. And uh, if you're interested, go and check them out at Stopover. They're amazing. Um, They're just one of a lot of great local bands playing. So Here's Barrow Barrow on Connect Savannah's The Call-Up.
that was Barrow Barrow on the call up. Uh, thank you all so much, um, for listening, um, and for tuning into this again, I'm going to do this as often as I possibly can. Uh, and I'm just glad that y'all are listening and glad that I could, uh, spread the word about some local bands playing stopover and, um, be sure to check out our website for all of our stopover coverage, connectsavannah.com. And until next time, I'm Sean Kelly. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.